on this week's episode of Hulk and Kush. The Saints are in the market for a quarterback, and they're going looking in a kind of a weird place. We get into the Deshaun Watson situation, plus the Pelicans keep on losing, but not losing any ground. Of course, the city wants to know how they're doing. We will tell them. You're going to want to listen right here, Polk. And Kush! Welcome everyone to Poke and Cush. Today is Wednesday, March 16th, 2022, and spring has sprung. A beautiful week here in New Orleans, and we have so much to talk to you about. We've got Saints, we've got Pelicans. Everything is happening right now in the city, and I've got the treat of a lifetime next to me because I get to sit next to Mr. Andrew Polk. Ooh la la. <laughs> Hello, sir. Uh, this episode's off to a good start. Um, you stepped in dog shit on the way in here. <laughs> so, yes, I took four steps from my car to here and managed to take a step in dog dump. Um. I'm currently on next door because before you got here, there were uh, fireworks. That's what the, you know, March, Ides of March, <laughs> celebrating the death of Caesar. I think this, uh, they were probably fireworks for Pi Day celebration. <laughs> Everybody missed it. Or maybe St. Patrick's Day. A lot of Irish live, uh, you know, over here towards going towards broad uh but i'm currently i'm on next next door is the app where you're just like you know a bunch of gail bensons are like i saw a mexican guy at walmart and then a bunch of people are like oh no are you okay Um, suspicious activity someone suspicious drove by our street (laughs) how how was he suspicious was he dressed like the hamburglar (laughs) I commented on here like somebody was like, hey, was that gunshots? I just heard I commented on here. I didn't realize my full name is on here. Oh, and yeah. Basically where I live. Yeah. Not a big fan. Dev- of that. No, if they clicked on the profile. They could see exactly where you live. If if you can find me on next door and send me a message and you I'll give you a free Polk and Kush T-shirt. <laughs> Let's see. Just swing by my house because you'll know where I live. <laughs> But yeah, probably just St. Patrick's Day fireworks. Did you go to the St. Patrick's Day parade? Didn't even think about it. There was one still boycotting Tracy's. <laughs> there was also one Metairie. Didn't go to that either. Yeah, uh, just really paraded out. I thought Mardi Gras was enough of for me. For they the throw like cabbage at you and yeah. general fruit. Yeah, there's carrots, right? Probably potatoes. It's we don't whole, know where those have been. Yeah, that and they, then they, you know, of course, they're throwing a lot of stuff from parades like they just caught in mm-hmm. Mardi Gras and they just bring it onto the floats. And there's like a gazillion floats in the St. Patrick's Parade. Uh, I used to do it pretty much every year and I always had a pretty good time. But it always just seemed a little silly because it's like right after Mardi Gras. Yeah, it's too much. I'm uh, I'm not in a party mode right now. And those 
the beads are so wasteful. You know, you see the beads clogging drains. Yes. And then to add insult to injury, you're going to take fresh produce that people, <laughs> God knows people in this city could eat a vegetable or a fruit. With the inflation, and man. And you're just going to bean people with an old potato. Throwing heads of lettuce. I know we had a uh, friend of the show, his uh, his. Uh, now wife used to live on a balcony right on the route which was great except for people would throw like very heavy produce like whip it at the balcony because they you know people was like oh i wonder if i can reach it up there and it's insane like it is a uh that's just a weird thing to be doing. Does that happen in other cities where they have these parades? I can't imagine any other city has a guy with the t-shirt cannon loading it with potatoes. <laughs> it's so firing it into the crowd. <laughs> it's like who wants a head of cabbage? I don't know. Like I remember, and I remember when you're going and like some guy had like a grocery bag, like you know, like a burlap bag. It was like collecting all of it to bring home. I was like, were you psycho? Was, I was he like, homeless? Yeah, no. <laughs> Gainfully employed Sorry, engineer. unhoused. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, don't tell Travers. Yeah, uh, I didn't mean to mishouse him. <laughs> but yeah, man, I... I, uh, I I was not interested. Did you go over there? No, I avoided it like okay. the plague. My girlfriend lives in the Irish Channel. She plotted her escape. I guess it's like a different route this year so she could get out. Okay. But we took that time to stay far away from the Tracy's parasol mayhem. I didn't want yeah. to see. If I saw anybody in a cargo short, I wanted to be 60 <laughs> feet away from them. It really... It, it, those are... Two events, like the both the Metairie and the Uptown Parade, are two events where you walk out there and you look around and you go, like, where did these people come from? What sewer did these people climb out of? It is <laughs> just like a, uh, it, it, it just feels, have you ever seen like pictures of SantaCon in New York? Yeah. It's like that exact crowd. It's just another form of the red dress. This is the green dress run. Yes. There's less running, more puking and yeah. fist fighting. <laughs> this is just too much like high school. I don't want to be around these people. I feel uneasy. Uh -huh. There's uh, a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that. If somebody could like redesign the Confederate flag to be <laughs> Irish colors... I bet they'd make a I'm million dollars. I'm sure they've done it. They would make a million dollars. <laughs> I remember going to those LSU games. They would have the purple and gold Confederate flag. I was like, some guy thought he was real smart when he made this. <laughs> I was like, that was that was some guy's very proud achievement. Um, but I know you, were, you weren't in town this whole week, right? Didn't you take off for a little while? I was in Vegas last week. Ooh, I've, baby. Been, I've been here the entire week. Okay. Uh, just sitting silently in the dark, thinking about the previous <laughs> few weeks. Been playing Elden Ring. That's about it. What Elden Ring is like the next Fortnite kind of thing? It's, uh, yeah. Okay. Basically. Not like... It's for losers. Yeah, a lot of other guys and they're gainfully employed gentlemen in their upper thirties uh, on there. Yeah, it's all. It's all. Everybody on there is invested in Bitcoin. Um, it's pretty deep. Actually. A lot of NFTs. About There's no Elden dancing. Ring. It's not like for kids. It's for grownups. <laughs> This, this is, is so stupid. It's real to me. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I have. I, know I can't watch anything on TV. What no, the hell am exactly. I going to watch? I completely agree. Dude, I was like scrolling through. 
I think it was Hulu the other day. I was like, there's not a single thing that's even trying to be funny. No. I was like, everything is just like, here's a documentary on the auto workers. Here's a documentary on the on the way that the environment's dying. Here's a documentary. I was like, oh, my God, I can't handle any. Of- the penny is disappearing. <laughs> the copper mines are getting cleared out. This uh, is why people our age now watch cartoons. Yeah. And they play video games. Yeah. And they, you know, worship My Little Pony. Because <laughs> everything else is just brutally realistic. <laughs> people are I don't want to know about the war. They dig really deep in their nostalgia for this exact reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know it's the same reason that, you know, people talk about wrestling from 30 years ago and stuff. It's And, and I'm, you know, all for it. Uh Absolutely, no doubt. Uh, I don't really know. I, I don't know what's going to take for me to start caring about the Saints offseason. I feel like this is the part of the year where I'm supposed to be really invested in what's going on with the Saints. And they have a lot going on. And it all feels a little flat, and maybe it's just the lack of quarterback thing. But do you find it to be like a little empty right now? I wouldn't say that it feels empty. Uh, I feel an impending doom yeah. about what could come. <laughs> the it's, second this show gets released, some giant news will come out. Something big is going to come out. I guess today the biggest uh, tangible Saints thing is that uh, Tyron Matthew got released from the Chiefs, mm-hmm. freeing him up to come back to Louisiana, or so the rumors would say. Yeah, He's commented on some... You know, the people Photoshop him into the jersey and he like commented the fire emoji on it. That means he's coming to <laughs> exactly. New Orleans. We have the dumbest way of communicating. Like, oh, somebody erased oh, the. He followed Melbus. <laughs> that means he's coming to. T- and there are people that check that stuff constantly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray erased like the like, uh, Cardinals from his uh, Instagram header and everybody freaked out. Like, he's trying to leave. And he had to put out some statement. So, yeah, this is how we do things now. Yeah, he was like, I was trying to add the Ukrainian flag (laughs) to my bio. I accidentally (laughs) erased everything. I didn't know it would make the news. Yeah, I. uh, this is just the way it goes. Uh, With this level of free agency now, you're just kind of looking between the... uh, the Beacons, I think Matthew makes a lot of sense, especially considering what else happened today, which was Marcus Williams signing with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. A uh, pretty hefty five-year deal. For all the people who always say the salary cap is, doesn't matter and the Saints can do whatever they want, keep whoever they want, do all that stuff, so that's a pretty big lesson. I think the Saints definitely wanted to keep Marcus Williams. They talk about him a lot. He's obviously very highly respected. Except for one pretty significant play. Uh, and it is disappointing, I think, for the Saints to lose him. Yeah, and uh, he had the franchise tag last season, correct? I believe so. They did not give it. They had the option to give it to him this season, mm-hmm. which would have been over $12 million towards the cap. Yes, you know, I like to say the cap doesn't matter. That's because I don't understand. It. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the same way that I say religion doesn't matter. Yeah, I just <laughs> haven't. The taxes the don't matter. In, <laughs> yeah, laws. Just because I don't understand it, I'm gonna say it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, he's seventy million dollars going to the Ravens. Whew. Not like, not a huge name on the Saints. Like throughout the league, I would say no. people know him for a blunder. 
but he was definitely a a core player on the team. Yes, it's going to be sorely missed. Yes, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, would fill that he role. Would fill right? it in. Is he? I don't know if they play this. I don't know. We're not smart enough to know what's going on there. <laughs> it seems like that would help fill the the void, though. But he was a really good player. Like the Saints built the roster and built the whole thing with their defense, right? We always talk about the Saints being competitive because their defense is so good. He is a very significant part of that. Uh, certainly, he is the most consistent safety. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins is like a hundred years old. Uh, and, and that back end of the defense was good. I mean, they, they, they had, he is a legitimately good player who they did not want to lose. So all the times that you're like, it doesn't matter, pay Taysom Hill, whatever you want. It doesn't make any difference. It makes a difference. Uh, in this particular instance, it made a, a big difference. And this is before the Saints even have a quarterback on the roster. Well, we're starting to see this trend of players uh, blossoming in New Orleans and then going somewhere else to get their payday. Trey Hendrickson last year yes. was a good example of this. And I don't really think anybody was naysaying that, going, you know, oh, we'll be fine. with. I think everybody was like, ah, fuck. Yeah, Trey. that's probably true. This one seems a little more even keel, the reaction. Yeah. I haven't been on tw I erased Twitter off my phone. That was so smart. If you're, if you're wondering why you haven't been getting a lot of uh, hot Polk and Kush takes. Yes. Because I can only tweet at work. <laughs> You know, where you're supposed to tweet <laughs> on the company's time. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they... It, but the, the Matthew thing has not been finalized yet. No, 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 no. And who knows what's going to happen with any of it, quite frankly. Really, it feels like nothing the Pelicans, <laughs> nothing the Saints do is going to really make much of a difference until they figure out what they're doing at quarterback. And the most obvious... Where they are pushing right now, based on a hundred different reports from Nick Underhill and Jeff Duncan, all the way to the national guys like Ian Rappaport, uh, it looks like they're pushing for Deshaun Watson really hard. Uh, it will require, my guess is, multiple first-round picks, probably giving up Marcus Davenport, which, you know, would mean Marcus Davenport and, what, like 17 first-round picks. Uh, um, and, and, and some level of, uh, you know, like Eric McCoy, I think I saw his name in there. It is a, a steep asking price. And then of course, Watson makes a ton of money and Watson is, you know, not the squeaky clean, uh, version of, of the quarterback. He's, he ain't Drew Brees. No, he is not. Um, it would definitely give fodder to everybody that already hates the saints Yes. And this would be legitimate criticism? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite definitely. But here's the deal. Uh, I've thought about this for he, a while. If he wins that first game, no one's going to give a shit. That's number one. So everyone's like, you're going to alienate a large segment of your fan base. First of all, 60% of the Saints fans do not care at all. Ask Jameis Winston about his Ubers. Yeah, ex ask, I was going to say. Ask it, him it, about the crab legs. No one gives a shit. Curtis Granderson or whatever his name is. Uh, Carl. Carl Granderson. I think he was convicted twice for domestic assault, uh, you know, beating up women and stuff. So it's like and look, Deshaun Watson, for those of you who have not paid any attention to the Houston Texans quarterback, I believe he's been accused by 22, 22, 22 massage therapists of uh, some sort of sexual abuse. And they had the court case. I don't think he was found guilty of anything. Uh, but I don't really know enough. And the trial, 
I think, you know, just a grand jury of like whether they have enough evidence to present this uh, against him. But now they are moving into civil trials. So it is not as if it is over, but it definitely feels like it has taken a turn where he's not going to be like in jail. Uh, but these claims are still out there. There's still a ton of accusations. All these things are real. Uh, the question is just what do teams do now that Watson is available? He is a great quarterback for those gears the texans he was really great he's great at clemson he sat out all year last year under this cloud of legal stuff as well as not wanting to play for houston uh and now the saints kind of are making the decision i think to kind of trade everything in a chance to go get this guy yeah we saw how much uh russell wilson went for yeah and deshaun watson is young he's 26 yeah he's did something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's still very, very young, um, and New Orleans has a realistic shot at it. So a lot of people are putting all of the, I mean, you can't not r- rumors, accusations. These these are things that happen. Twenty two women, mostly immigrants, accused a superstar quarterback in a southern state of bad behavior. It's pretty fucked up, man. And it, uh, you know, this podcast, I think one of the tenets of this podcast is talking about this stuff from a human perspective, from a fan perspective. I'm certainly not an expert on anything. Yeah. But this, it it doesn't feel good, and it would be hard to justify why you're supporting it. I would agree with that part. And then, so I, that was the first thing that I thought, right? Right. When all this stuff came out, I was like, that's gross. I don't really want to support that. I don't think this is you know, worth it, whatever. And then I'm going like, there are a lot of bad guys who play in the NFL. And you kind of have to make a moral judgment that you're willing on some level to overlook who these guys are because of the uniforms that they are wearing. Uh, you are not their friend. You are not their, uh, certainly not anyone who is, you know, you don't know them personally. You don't deal with them personally. Uh, and so there is like a little separation there and there is just this, uh, I guess deniability and this kind of layer that you can put in between yourself and rooting for the uniform that's on the field. And I think we've done it a lot. Uh, I mean, Junior Gallette was one of the worst human beings imaginable. Uh, Jameis Winston has had plenty of run-ins with the law and with women, and and there are things that happen. There is a line that gets crossed at a certain point. I don't know what that point is, but right now with Watson, it does feel gross, but there is, I know in the back of my head that the first time I see him in a uniform, throw a 60-yard touchdown pass, I'm like, well, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I you know I I might be right there with you yeah but it just something about it something you know what it is it it doesn't feel great this is a team that if if you're gonna lose Marcus Davenport and you're gonna lose Eric McCoy you know this could be like a a Joe Burrow first year in Cincinnati thing where you have a very talented quarterback who's just getting demolished all the time yeah so then it's like well was it really worth it to Add another scandal on top of the Catholic Church stuff, uh-huh. on top of uh, Bounty Gate, yep. on top of Drew Brees' questionable uh, 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 sponsorships. Pr- praying the gay away with Drew. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you want to add another thing on there for a team that might be middling anyway? Jameis, you know, is 
probably as close as this team could get to getting Teddy Bridgewater back as far as just yeah. like goodwill towards the fan base. I guess, but he's got a whole boatload of legal problems in his background too, right? Yeah, but not 22 women accusing him of sexual misconduct. Yeah, I thought he had something fairly serious. Uh, I had major, uh, major, major stuff that got him suspended for games and things like that. Uh, it was not a he was not a model citizen for much of his career, uh, Jameis Winston. But it does feel like he's not that guy anymore, right? There's a very large part of Jameis that I think having him been having him in New Orleans the last two years, people do not feel that. When you say Jameis Winston, they no longer think that's a piece of garbage. Right. And I do think there is a path for vindication, a path for forgiveness, a yeah. path for growth. And that's all well and good for him personally. I just don't think it's great for a rebuilding team right now sure. that has uh, a history of nefarious doing. Yeah, <laughs> the the juice just might not be worth the squeeze. You know, right. like if you were a quarterback away from you know being the best team in the NFL, then maybe it would be. And you know, some you of this know, is on worth it. Some of this is on the league too. If you know, Tyree Kill should be in prison, definitely. <laughs> and yeah. Who, who got uh, Ka uh, Calvin Ridley has a one year suspension for gambling? Yeah, I mean that, you can't make any sense. Like does d does that equate? No, no, it doesn't. How many wife beaters are in the NFL? Yeah, you know, and it's to our point that we can't even keep up with it. Yeah, like no, and nor I I think the league doesn't want you to. No, I think there's a very large part of it that if it's not a quarterback, it's very easy. If you were to poll Saints fans who are inside the Superdome on a Sunday and ask how many of them knew that Carl Granderson, the guy they're cheering for as he gets a sack, how many of them know that he's been convicted twice uh, of, of really horrible charges against women, do you think anybody knows that? No. No. No one knows that. But we know about Deshaun Watson. It's really bad. And I guess this is the, the whole thing is just determining the line of this right so there's two ways you got to think about it one from the trade perspective a football perspective is it worth it to give up a bunch of assets in order to go chase a great quarterback i think it is i think you kind of have to this team is probably not going to be able to draft in the top five anytime soon which is where you're going to get a great quarterback so you have to get really lucky so you got to go make a move i can't imagine a better like an all pro quarterback sitting out there that's available period in any other circumstance the other way is to say, well, what are you giving up as like the dignity of the franchise by going after this guy who very clearly has real legal problems and might be a real scumbag? Uh, and you don't really know that when they came out and said it was like, oh, we had our private investigator look at it and it came back a, a OK. It was like, all right, I believe that uh, not at all. The Saints did their due diligence. Oh, I'm certain they what, did that. The, the private investigator was watching Deshaun Watson highlight reels. He's like, yeah, this guy's great. <laughs> of course. Well, I mean, you talk about the dignity of the franchise, and this is a very critical moment in Saints franchise history. You've lost the head coach. You've lost the star quarterback, and it's a tenuous time. So I think now is when you need to be extra cautious about your image, extra yeah. cautious about your fan base, and extra cautious about the press that your team is going to receive. Yeah. Uh, the media is not uh, – the media pick and chooses who it wants to villainize on a slow news day. That's true. And it might be Deshaun Watson 
after he destroys Tom Brady uh, uh-huh. in that first game. It might not be. Yeah. But it's just a bad look, and I don't know if the risk is worth the reward. Yeah, and so the other teams, I think, going after Watson, they've said, are uh, old division rivals. Uh, Carolina was the initially the other team in the mix. Uh the Falcons and then the 49ers, I think, were all among teams that were looking at Watson. So the Saints are certainly not alone. They're not the only thing, team, the only you know group thinking about it. Uh, and just quickly, I wanted to kind of think about like when you were, if you, if we were talking about how much of the fan base, people are like, you're going to alienate a huge portion of the fan base. I think 60% won't care at all. Yeah, they'll be like, we got a great quarterback. Celebrate the Saints. Do no wrong. Nothing this team can do is bad. Gail, trust in Gail, whatever. She she knows what she's doing. So I think you've got about 40% that might have a little bit of a problem. I think 20% of those will stop caring the second the season starts. Yeah. And they see him playing well. So then you're dealing with about 20% of the fan base. I think another 10% will tail off of that if he plays well. Yeah, absolutely, because that's that's the the way it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm not immune to it. I'm certainly not acting no. like I am. I you know it's 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 hard to keep up with it. But when you are a superstar quarterback and you're coming in to take the place of a superstar quarterback, the eyes are on you. Unfortunately, absolutely, and he definitely is going to have to answer a lot of questions about it. It's going to be a thing that's going to hang around his neck the entire season, and and is going to be a constant source of attention of negative attention. Uh, there's just no, the saints have to feel like this is a move that they need to do in order to maintain relevance in order to give themselves a chance. If you're going to run this all back with the same coaching staff, they felt like this is probably what they need to do. We'll see if he ends up coming. If he does, it will open up a lot more questions. It will also be a lot more exciting on the field. Unquestionably. Yep. So we'll, uh, take a quick break. We'll get into a whole bunch of Pelicans talk. They, of course, have had a really weird week. Uh, we'll get into all that, plus, of course, all of your local news and your segments. Stick around. We'll be right back. Well, we are currently enjoying the Pelicans game from the uh, streaming websites of uh, Russia. Sorry, didn't mean to support. Bally's supposed to be fixing this, right? There's going to be a Bally's app that you can stream from that won't work. Yeah, but you got to pay for it. Yeah. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody. Nobody's going to do that. Look, I can't imagine that Bally has the greatest tech on their side, so maybe we'll all be able to share a password. Yes. If you get the first Bally Sports Pelicans login, make the password Polk and Kush, (laughs) and then we'll just be citywide heroes. That's definitely what we need. Yes. Uh, just like I talked to somebody who worked at a, a very large media office uh, in Los Angeles. And he, he was I was like, do you guys like all have like passwords, and everything? He's like, we have one athletic password for our entire office. He's like, we have 200 people working at a media company and we got one athletic account and they've never kicked us off yet. I was like, well, <laughs> I guess that uh, that's not a great business plan. Uh, so anyway, the uh, the Pelicans at some point, you'll watch them. At some point you'll want to watch them. Uh, this was not that week. Uh, the Pelicans have lost four out of five. Actually, sorry, five out of six. If we're including right now, the uh, they are down 20 to the Suns with about five minutes left. Uh, it has not been great uh, yet. They have managed to lose no ground. 
uh, in the only race that matters, which is they are still a game and a half back of the Lakers uh, for that number nine. See, they play the Lakers twice uh, in the last, you know, uh, I guess three weeks of the season. So there's still plenty to play for, but it is a little dispiriting that they're just, you know, back to their losing ways. Yeah, and the Lakers have lost eight of their last ten. Yeah. The Lakers seem to have given up mostly on all fronts. Yes. Uh, the Pelicans do not seem to have given up. They are trying very hard. They were within two points within a couple of minutes of halftime, and the effort still seems to be there, and p- players are, like, the rotation has certainly improved. That was one thing we can say, even though it's a losing streak. Yeah. The criticisms of the team, why the hell is Garrett Temple playing 42 minutes a game? Uh Those have kind of gone to the wayside, but what always happens with the Pelicans is when they get a little momentum is the injury strike. Yep, and no doubt uh, this week was no different. Uh, You saw not only uh, Brandon Ingram be out, but C.J. McCollum also got COVID, which uh, forced him to miss a few games. Pelicans did beat the Rockets, but then they got absolutely dismantled in uh, against Charlotte, who sucks. They got beat pretty badly by Orlando, who is god-awful miserable. Uh, and they got crushed tonight at home against the Suns, who are the best team in the NBA, even without Chris Paul. They are among the best teams in the NBA. So I don't know what you make of it. I think it's disappointing. I think it's challenging. I don't know where you come away with, uh, you know, kind of a takeaway of where this team is right now, other than they didn't lose any ground. So it doesn't really matter. I still don't think you've lost any optimism about where they can be at the end of the season, which is they can be the nine, play the Lakers. Everything's still in front of them. But you also see how tenuous the good play is like CJ McCollum did not fix the problems uh, of, of this team. They are significantly worse on defense and without Ingram, they still suck. They cannot win without Brandon Ingram on the floor. Yeah. But uh, Brandon Ingram and CJ do seem to be the answer to the question. Uh, But is there any timeline for Brandon Ingram's return? I don't know. I mean, he was supposed to be out. They said seven to 10 days. They'd reevaluate. I believe that was a week ago. Uh, so we'll see exactly, you know, what pans out of that. He has not been uh, what I would consider tough this season. He's had a lot of soft tissue stuff that he's missed a lot of games with. The Pelicans have been absolutely abysmal in the games that he's missed. I think he's missed 20 games now almost, uh, and none of them were serious injuries. So that's a problem uh, when you're thinking about relying on a guy and you know i'm not there to understand what brandon ingram's pain threshold is i'm not calling him a bitch or anything like that but i know people criticize anthony davis a lot for very similar situations and that he missed even fewer games he would just miss more often uh but yeah i mean this team sucks without him and it's kind of weird because i think brandon ingram's good but i didn't think he's that good for them to be a totally different team when he doesn't play is just strange. Yeah, what are they? Two and twelve. I think they're them this three season? and. F- I think they were. They're now three and sixteen in games that he plays less than twenty-five minutes. That's not good. That's bad. That's bad. You're not going to beat anybody like that. But the Lakers are such a goddamn mess. It doesn't matter. Like LeBron is playing forty minutes in games they're down twenty the whole game to like get stats. They all seem to hate each other. 
And all you really have to do, you could lose every game the rest of the season. All you really have to do is beat the Lakers twice, and you're probably going to find a way in. Well, this is the time of the season. If they're going to lose games, lose them now. If they're going to be injured, be injured now. The Lakers are giving New Orleans a gift, and it seems to keep on giving. I think the ship will right itself. I would like to have a little more info about Brandon Ingram's return, but you know, you're going to lose some games. Four out of five, five out of six is more than you would prefer. But Jesus Christ, where the Pelicans are now and where they were two months ago, it's uh, night and day. Yeah, which is weird to say as you're losing five out of six games. Right. And it's only because they are positioned in that 10th spot that you can say this like, eh, I still think things are pretty good. <laughs> like if they were on the outside looking in right now, I think, you know, we'd all be flaming them and you know calling them pieces of trash oh yeah we definitely would. yeah calling for people to get fired or at least i would you know yeah. i'd be you know freaking out about it but because there's really no pressure underneath them the blazers suck the spurs suck the Kings suck basically adam silver has created an enormous pillow fight uh at the bottom of the west for something that the pelicans seem to be the only team who wants to be in this thing but they just need to find a way to win a couple of games to get there. So it almost feels like they're playing out the string to some degree because we all know they're going to get in. It's just a matter of how it the, the whether they get the nine, which means it would be a home game or whether or not they uh, have to go to Los Angeles. So that seems to be the only thing that's left out there. And it's weird that they're just getting blasted in these games. And we're just all like, all right, well. On to the next one. Yeah. Like, things are still pretty good, I guess. Everybody slacks off during Mardi Gras. <laughs> Phoning it in. And these guys are reminded of it even more. They have the garish Mardi Gras uniforms. <laughs> They're on a plane. I always think it's funny how they, during during the, the carnival, they send them as far away as humanly possible. <laughs> we don't want you anywhere near Rick's. Yeah, yes, get the hell out of here. I know, they did have the uh, home game on that Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, they normally are way out of here for Mardi Gras. But they came back from the All-Star break, if you recall, Beat the crap out of the Suns, beat the crap out of the Lakers, beat the crap out of the Kings, and beat the crap out of the Jazz. They were a buzzsaw for exactly four games. And those four games, I think, are enough to leave everyone optimistic that when it gets to the play-in tournament, that they're going to be in really good shape. It's definitely enough to make people that don't really pay attention to the team but are TNT analysts go, you might not want to face the Pelicans <laughs> in that first round. Nobody wants to face this team. They don't really know. No, of course but that's they don't something know. you say. It sounds good. I thought it was inter during halftime of this game. You know, they cut to Isaiah Thomas, and they were like, "And uh, you know, the Pelicans." He's like, "I don't want to talk about the Pelicans. I want to talk about Kyrie Irving." There you go. It's like, all right, all that's right. That's basically yeah. the <laughs> same here. <laughs> Sixty points. Yeah. Uh, so the Pelicans in their last. Five, their, their last five losses have given up 130, 111, 120, 102, and there's an 131, which is where they're at right now. All these games in regulation. What uh, was the, or the Orlando game? Was like 150 to 120? No, that was the uh, Hornets. The Hornets, Hornets beat them 142 to 120. I was That's about brutal. 16 beers deep in that game, and even I was like, they're scoring a lot of points. <laughs> Uh, it, it, the defense is, is bad, and that shouldn't be 
significantly worse without Brandon. Yeah, Ingram. Brandon Ingram's not that good. At not it. known for his defense. So what is happening there? Yeah, I don't understand what's gone on defensively. Uh, I guess yes on Herb has become a uh, the the new slogan for them. Herb Jones cannot do well, this defensively Is that a play alone. on something? Is that like a marijuana joke? That's what I can't figure out, but it's like a whole... Not on Herb? Yeah, I I suppose. Who I know it's like it? become a thing. No one calls marijuana Herb unless you're in like a 70s <laughs> talk show. Yeah, if you're one of the super troopers. Yeah, Sanford and Son call it Herb. <laughs> like, who the fuck... Uh, yeah, but I mean, Herb Jones very clearly cannot get it done on his own defensively. Uh, I think there there's a lot of liabilities out there. They're starting to play Trey Murphy again. He is obviously a massive defensive liability. There is there is enough things to look at where you go like, I see where these pieces fall in place, and they're still going to make the playoffs. But everything that you watch every single night is still like, well, this is still a shitty product, right? We can all like admit this. And then you go on Twitter and everyone's like, man, this team is awesome. I love this team. They all like each other and they're friends and it's so cool. And I'm like, I don't. That's I feel I, like I'm in, in just like like the spinning in a tornado. I don't understand what's going on. Well, I agree with the sentiments of I like this team. It's good. Like this is just. This is like the first good relationship after a really abusive, bad relationship. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow, this one takes out the garbage. It's marriage material. This team takes out the garbage. And I'm, I'm a big fan. It seems like Pelican's Twitter loves this team. I like this team a lot. Uh, Zion, since last week, has returned to his panic room. He is... <laughs> Is he playing Elden Ring also? It, uh, most certainly. That's I think when I get on there, it's me and Josh Hart <laughs> and Zion all playing as goblins. Yes, and, uh, and 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 some Romanian in the cl- in a closet, you know, at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw Zion on the on the sideline. He, I I don't uh, pretend to be a body language expert here, but I will tell you what I saw from sitting behind the bench for two games. He sat at the very end of the bench. Yeah. I did not see him say a word to Brandon Ingram the entire time. Uh, the only person I, all, the only teammate I saw him actually speak to uh, was Billy Hernan Gomez, who I think is the most popular person that's ever been in New Orleans, much less on mm-hmm. the team. Uh, and then he talked to a lot of ball boys and like support staff. He was kind of chatting and joking with them. He didn't seem miserable. He was smiling and joking around and laughing and stuff. But he also did not seem particularly engaged with the rest of the team, including the coaches and uh, and his teammates. I find it uh, I find it easy to read a lot into that, uh, but that's just what I observed. I don't know if it matters or not. I think it does. I think it means that he's got some trust to build up, and I think it also means that he probably is not uh, coming back this year. Is my guess uh, if he's like kind of checked out you know Mm -hmm. like he doesn't seem like this team matters to him at all uh and i don't blame him i mean he hasn't he wasn't here for a long time if he's not gonna play then why the hell does it really matter you know uh and and meanwhile brandon ingram i think is the exact opposite where he is totally invested in this team he was completely locked in he was like in every single huddle he was talking to guys on the bench he was like drawing up plays like he was doing a lot and Zion was doing the opposite and I think it was a fairly telling thing to watch maybe this is just like a weird high school social situation because you're saying Zion's not talking to anybody 
Maybe Zion's sitting there going, how come no one's talking to me? That's true. He's, I mean, he's back. He hasn't been here. Yeah. He doesn't know who the hell any of these guys are. I think he knows <laughs> Jose who Alvarado? Marshall is. Jose Alvarado. He thinks he's a ball boy. Yeah, and, uh, him and Trey Murphy have a lot in common. I don't know. Like, you know, I do think it, it goes both ways. And Zion is still a kid, and he seems to be uh, emotional mm-hmm. and... Uh, all the other things that 19, 20, 21-year-old superstars can be. I'm sure he's insecure. He might be, I'm sure he is depressed from not being able to play and being away from everything. So maybe he's sitting there going, how come Scott Kushner is judging the <laughs> my posture right now and Brandon Ingram won't say a word to me? Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, and again, like, you know, I, just watching it, you know, several beers deep, not paying all that much attention. You sure it was Zion? But I did notice it. It was it was in fact Zion. Uh and yeah, I just, you know, I I just found it to be a little off-putting, I guess. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. Uh but definitely a little strange to see him that disconnected. I don't know though overall, man. It's like we'll see what ends up going on with that. I'm almost just tired of it completely. Him being back has actually somehow made it worse. Um that it's just so much more obvious how badly they need him and how much he's not going to play and how somebody massively screwed up, uh, whether it be from a health perspective, from his health perspective, or from the surgeon, or from the rehab. This was not supposed to go on anywhere near this long, and somebody screwed up, or something just went terribly wrong. And it is uh, very unfortunate, and it sucks that we missed an entire year of Zion's career. It is, but... Things are happening with the people that are here and want to be here. That's right. They're so. losing five out of six games. <laughs> Everything's great. But they're, they're, they want to be here. They're talking to each other. <laughs> they're friends. Yeah. Everything's great. Griff built a family of total losers. Uh, no, I, I do think once Brandon Ingram gets back, they'll probably be okay. Yeah. Uh, and they'll be fine. But it has been hard to watch the, this homestand. God, just garbage homestand. Really tough. Decent crowds. Brutal. There was a decent crowd tonight. Yeah. People are going out and supporting the team. Ticket prices are affordable. Yeah. You can, if you can walk to the stadium, it's probably more affordable than driving. <laughs> I would say you that. You can too. probably get a ticket yeah. for cheaper than gas. Almost at nothing. This point. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, we'll be, we've got a lot more Pelicans to talk about the next few weeks. Uh, lots to happen still there. Uh, at some point, I expect them to win a game. Uh, that would be interesting. And, you know, stay tuned to Poke and Kush. We've always got your very high-energy uh, uh, Pelicans takes. But for now, we've got what all of you have been waiting for, which is, of course, your local NOLA. Roundup. It's the It is trumpets and you put Paris in a swamp, and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> Last week, we were talking about the ineptitude of the city of New Orleans regarding social media, uh, specifically with the mayor. This week, uh, things have changed. They've, uh, they want to hear from us now. So today, <laughs> the city of New Orleans on Instagram posted a low-resolution, grainy QR code with a 500-character website <laughs> underneath it on the picture. 
asking us to take a survey regarding our trust in the city of New Orleans. <laughs> sure, that went very swimmingly. A couple things. <laughs> you can't access a QR code from a phone. <laughs> Like, you would have to have another phone yeah. to take a picture of the QR code. And before you send us an email, <laughs> I know that you can, but you have to get an app and do a bunch of shit. And on Instagram, they, they uh, for the tag on the, f on the survey, they put the very long URL. On Instagram, you can't click on links <laughs> other than in the profile. So I was like, maybe I'm stupid. So I go to the profile... The one link there, not for the survey. No. So if you want to go to this, they don't want you to go to it. God, no. They don't want you to. They don't want to hear from you, I promise. And they are uh, lying. I was going to say <laughs> saying, but they're lying. They're lying and pretending that they will share the honest results of this. Yeah. This is going to be a hanging Chad situation <laughs> where we are given only false information um, the comments were a thing of beauty. Um, go check it out. City of New Orleans on Instagram. I'm sure they've, they've blocked me by now. Certainly. I'm an enemy of the state. Uh, no, unquestionably. <laughs> I, I took the survey. Well, the high marks. You trust them a lot. Well, it was asking stuff like, do you feel like you get a lot in return for <laughs> what you pay the city in taxes? Do you trust what the city says? Do you feel up to date? The only one where I was like, you know what I do? It was like, do you feel up to date on city news? I was like, I do. Because <laughs> I fact, listen to Pokey Kush. <laughs> that's maybe the only thing where I didn't put... It was... <laughs> you know, they, they go like very poor, poor, fair, average, great. Yeah. That's normally how you do it. The f Where the very bad would be, they had something like, it, they had another choice that was like <laughs> not available or no, it was no, I think it was no opinion. We're trying. <laughs> so they were hoping that everybody that was just going through like trolling, saying everything sucks would just hit no opinion. Yeah. Didn't work on me. No, you got them. I think if you answer those things, though, all down the line of bad, then they throw out your uh, your survey. So you have to at least mix it up every now and again and put, you know, like a, an average in there. But, yeah, I mean, I think we get a I think we get a lot for tax dollars. You know, we get a, we have very reliable sense source of humor. Like it is unquestionable. <laughs> I know exactly what we're going to get every week. There's going to be a couple of things that are just. Uh, unbelievably entertaining and that I share links around to all my friends and we just, you know, it's, it's just a nonstop source of entertainment. If I lived in a functioning, like if I lived in Denver, what would I have to talk about with anybody? Yeah, like, oh, I took the bus today and it was clean and efficient. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, guys, remember how our taxes are low and everybody has a job? That was cool. <laughs> like, how boring. And talk about what you saw on Netflix. <laughs> Some of the comments, I don't trust the city enough to take this survey. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want to hear the answer to. Is this like a Bayou Comedy Central or something? I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Bro, y'all drunk, go home. <laughs> I trust the Bourbon Street gutter water more. Pretty much. Can you imagine if you like actually ask them? They're like, "So, what's the reaction like?" They'd go, "Oh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty, pretty good. good." Yeah, these are all Russian trolls. 
<laughs> you know who's meddling the, in our election? You know who's the biggest Russian troll in New Orleans? Uh, Boosie Fan Five Hundred Four, <laughs> straight out of Moscow. <laughs> I'm sure Webby Forever is a Russian bot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long con. <laughs> well, you buy it. these robots. You yeah. got to make them do stuff after the election. Uh, oh man, this is fun, dude! It is uh, incredible that the city would actually ask that. That's yeah. just phenomenal. Uh, the one that I found today that I really enjoyed is that the uh, it's funny on a couple different levels. There's a hearing on a bill uh, to rename the Crescent City Connection. You know, the most famous bridge in mm-hmm. New Orleans. Uh, you know, something that is on every single uh, postcard, everything from the city. When you see, like, a, the skyline view, the Crescent City Connection, that, you know, connects the east and the west banks. That is iconic in a lot of ways. Uh, to rename the Crescent City Connection Bridge after the late Governor Edwin Edwards. Okay. It was delayed until next week for no apparent reason. This is from uh, Will Sentel uh, from The Advocate. Uh, So we're going to name our most famous bridge after a guy who stole all of our money. Well, well well-behaved men rarely (laughs) make history. Convicted felon. Convicted. Serves time. Stole multiple times from the state over and over again. But he like he was a, a funny character. So I let's mean, name the bridge after convicted him. Convicted felon. Martha Stewart's a convicted <laughs> felon. Who cares? Everybody's been convicted of something. <laughs> um, I, it just doesn't need to be named after anybody because it's already called a thing that yeah. everyone will call it forever. Yeah. Like, that name is used a lot in, like, marketing promotion for local businesses. There's puns on it. There was, like, that Anthony Davis thing with his eyebrows, the Crescent City connection there. Mm. This is stupid. Edwin Edwards is, he's barely dead. Why are we naming a bridge after him? Why would we name anything after him? I wouldn't name a landfill after him. He is a thief. He is convicted. There's no landfills here. We put all of our garbage in the street. Well, we should name the tire pile after him. (laughs) Uh, New Orleans East. But Edwards was like under any remote definition. He was a piece of shit. Like, why why are we celebrating this man who we know was not a good person or, or a good politician? Everything in Louisiana got worse under his watch. He stole money from everybody. And... He was intensely corrupt, and it's like, and he served what four terms? And it's like, yeah, let's start naming stuff after. He was a great guy. Let's take the names down of all these Confederate generals. We finally took it. Took eighty years to finally do that. That was finally something that we did. That was, you know, taking bad people's names off of things, and then let's go slap Edwin Edwards' name <laughs> on top of it because that is a that's a great thing to go do. That's genius. Uh, I, that I. Do not understand the hero worship for that guy at all. Uh, and the fact that anyone would be like, we're driving over the Edwards Bridge and the bridge is not just, you know, uh, a little that little uh, stretch that gets 
between the dumps of the, <laughs> of the of the New Orleans East dump. That one I'm fine with naming for him. But otherwise, what a what an asshole. Well, now I used to have a boss, and he was a moron. And he, uh, I mean, he was a real dumb guy. He would always say, "Don't bring me problems. Bring me solutions." Uh-huh. You know, I'd go to him and be like, "Hey, the toilet's overflowing, <laughs> and the electricity, uh, the company turned off our power." He'd go, "Bring me solutions." <laughs> Who should we name? I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Who should we name, name the, bridge the bridge after? after? I would rather name it after no one. I don't. Have we had a competent politician in the state in the last 50 years that you would want to name anything after? I don't. I'm, I don't like politicians. I don't worship them. I don't like them across the forum, either side. Recently, I believe uh, last week, they started putting up uh, street signs for Alan Toussaint. Yeah. Not a politician. Let's celebrate people like that. Richard Simmons Bridge. <laughs> in. Totally in. There we go. <laughs> and Rice died. Yeah. Did she get a bridge? We she's going to she's gonna get like a graveyard or something. Yeah, they should give something to Anne Rice. I agree there are popular people who everyone likes who have lived here, who have made an impact here. Emerald Lagasse Bridge. I think that's <laughs> what we need. Uh, there are, you know, there are people who have helped. Uh, Norman Francis, they renamed, uh, what is it, Jeff Davis to Norman Francis. Yeah. I think that's good, right? Scott Cowan, that's what we need. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there is, uh, there is obviously, uh, I would rather name it the Andrew Polk Bridge than I would name it the Edwin Edwards Bridge. That is the, just the concept that anyone would be calling it that. Like the Huey P. Long Bridge is there. He is at least a, uh, he's controversial in the fact yeah. that like, he was probably a bad politician, but he also was very popular. So there was kind of, and he got like murdered in office. He was so. a good humanitarian. He was something. I think he was also very corrupt. There's a Ken Burns documentary you can watch. Yeah, there was a book. There's he was an interesting figure. Uh, Edward Edwards also an interesting figure, but more a bad piece of crap when it came to <laughs> stealing money from the citizens the people who are paying to drive or who used to pay to drive across that bridge so well, let's the, not do that this segues perfectly into our next story if they do name it the edwin edwards bridge all we have to do is go and take the sign when they put it up and that's because according to this report the average time to fix a pothole in new orleans is more than 200 days. It seems really low. All you do to fix a pothole is pour something into it. If yes. we steal the Edwin Edwards sign, <laughs> they're going to have to buy another one, which they're not going to do. So it'll be gone for at least 200 days. This story came out uh, last week. People are decorating the potholes, which, again, I hate. <laughs> it's not cute. That we live in a war zone. It's not funny. You're not being uh, whimsical. You are not making the best of a bad situation. This is bullshit, and it's uh, ridiculous that we put up with it. Please do not dress. Do not put a Thanksgiving turkey in your pothole. What you do with the potholes is you spray paint a penis around it. You write Latoya. Uh, Banksy, Reznor, whatever. <laughs> and then that will maybe get more 
attention. Because if you're decorating it and then people start taking photos at yes. it, the guy who shovels the filth or whatever into <laughs> it, the guy that shows up with the silt to put in there, yeah. he's going to see you doing a TikTok dance in the pothole and go, well, that's fine. Yeah. I'll yeah. come back in another 200 plus days. Yeah. The follow your NOLA Instagram account will, you know, talk about the, the magic that is, you know, look at the city turning potholes into art. I mean, at that point, why don't you just put like a Mardi Gras mask on a dead body in the street? <laughs> is there a difference? <laughs> If you, if you second line around your car as they're stealing it from you while you're driving home, I guess that technically counts as uh, as cultural. Yeah, I mean this is two. You, I mean you you said two hundred days is is no chance. There's no way. Two hundred days. That's that's just over six months. There's no way these potholes are getting fixed in six months. I drive over the same ones for years. I would imagine, too. These guys don't work on weekends. They don't really work on weekdays. Yeah. So 200 days, probably a full calendar year for these guys. Yeah. They're also now doing construction. I guess they're not considering those potholes, but they are creating potholes in the street, unpassable parts of streets all over the city. Like a third of the city is under construction for God knows what reason. Uh, and yeah, they're not going to fix that within 200 days. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So this is, doesn't it just like a truck can like go and fill the pothole? Isn't that like a thing you can buy? Yeah. Domino's did it. That was like a Domino's promotion. Right? They're like, we'll come to your city and fill in the potholes and then you can eat Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> what do we fill in the potholes with the pizza? <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, this is, you know, people are. You can't even get a gun in the city. Guns are sold out. People are, they're like, well, the, we can't rely on the police. We're going to have to protect ourselves. If we could figure out an easy way to fill potholes, people would just start filling their own potholes. That's true. Maybe we could do that. This says the average request time is 348 days. I had a 311 uh, request. Uh, if you're a longtime listener, you might remember my stolen garbage can. Uh <laughs> I never recovered the stolen garbage can and the shitty garbage can. I have in its steed. The wheel, they broke the wheel off <laughs> and I put in the 311 request saying, please fix the wheel that you totally broke. And then they just emailed me back and they're like, yeah, we're, uh, we they said that they did and they didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't get it. It's built to run on one. Now. <laughs> Uh, no, what they did, they, they mistook a wheel of your garbage can for a giant bumper that is now living outside of your house. There's a whole car bumper just sitting outside of, uh, of the Polk Estate. Yeah. It's beautiful. I could have I used that on my old car. <laughs> if anybody needs a spare bumper, we were gonna, by the end of, this, uh, of us doing this podcast, we'll be able to have built a whole car with the, just the spare parts that are left in folks' front we yard. Could bu- we could build like the, the, for- the treehouse fortress from Hook with all this <laughs> shit in my fucking yard. I'm gonna, the, next, the next time we do a live podcast, I'm going to dress up as Rufio. And just surround myself in tires. The, in, the inflatable pool got thrown away. Oh, no. Well, they shoved it in the fucking garbage can, which filled up the garbage uh, can. Oh, yes. All right. Any, if uh, anybody with apartments is uh, listening to the podcast, let me know. Jansen, what do you got for Jansen. me? All right.
That takes us into my favorite part of every single week, ladies and gentlemen. The worst. Oh, this is the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumb for having the worst. Thing I saw or read this week. Send them in, polkandcush at gmail.com. Tweet them at us, polkandcush on Twitter. This one comes from NBC News. Elderly woman dubbed the Hugging Bandit. Ooh. Pickpocketed victims after pretending to know them, police said. Kathy Stevens is being held in a, guess where? Florida jail <laughs> on more than a dozen charges from Clearwater police and other agencies across Tampa Bay. An elderly Florida woman is accused of pickpocketing strangers by pretending she knew them and while giving them a hug would swipe their credit cards and wallets. That's awesome. This is great. So you think she was wearing a free hugs shirt? <laughs> well, is that what those creeps do? Very They're stealing expensive your wallet? hugs. Yes. I'm all, I'm reticent to even mention this on the podcast because those Bourbon Street grifters are going to get an idea. Yes. And they're going to start, they're going to have the free hug sign out there. Mm-hmm. Free hugs and huge ass beer. They're going to have it on one <laughs> sign. Yes. And then they're going to steal your fanny pack. And throw the beer in your face. Kathy Stevens, nicknamed the Hugging Bandit by police. I probably could have come up with something better. <laughs> yeah. Is being held in county jail and more than a dozen charges across Tampa Bay. The woman is 65 and would target older men and would approach them outside of stores. You know, older men, they love getting hugs from 65-year-old women. They're and, way into that sort of and thing. And trench coats filled with pocket watches <laughs> or whatever she had. <laughs> Clearwater police said she would act like she knew the men, give them an unwanted hug, and steal items from their pockets. In one October incident, Stevens allegedly walked up to a victim and gave him a hug while reaching into a back pants pocket. The victim told the sheriff's office that after the strange encounter, he noticed a credit card was missing from their wallet. Now, that's some sleight of hand. That's amazing. So she got the wallet, took out the credit card, and put it back. That, I mean, how long was she hugging this guy was for? Was she honking the cheeks? And, <laughs> like, was she pretending that she had a you know, husband that was dead or something? Who's hugging somebody that they don't know? Even if they think they might know him, but if they don't know for, I mean, that's like a 30 seconds at least, right? Well, this is, this is female privilege. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I strive for equality for this exact reason. We do not let women and men do different, do anything different. The sheriff's office says Stephen allegedly spent nearly a thousand dollars on this guy's stolen credit card. The Stevens is connected to at least four such incidents in the Clearwater area, and it is not clear if she has obtained an attorney. Who's going to represent the hugging bandit in course? Ben Matlock. Jackie Childs. (laughs) (laughs) That is. So how many cases was it? Uh, It says at least four. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a 65-year-old woman just stealing people's credit cards is a pretty bold move. I wonder what she's buying. What do 65-year-old women want? Gasoline. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs gasoline. QVC? Is that still yeah. around? She's going home shopping channel. 
I hope she was like getting stuff for her grandkids. Yeah, like Christmas ornaments, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like uh dude, I that's it's a really devious scheme because that you would that's like the last thing you'd be like, well, this crazy old bat doesn't realize who I am. Like I don't remember who this person is. Yeah. And then the sleight of hand to take it out of your pocket, take the credit card, put it back in. How long would it have to be gone for you to notice? I don't know. And what's scary and about certainly this, you think that you just lost it, right? Yeah. You would never be like, oh, that lady that, who hugged me stole it. Yeah, that lady that ran away yeah. spry as a deer <laughs> after she realized I wasn't her grandson who went away to war. Yeah, I mean, I guess 65 isn't that old, so it's like it's not like she she wouldn't be able to like fake dementia or anything like that. Like That's how that, old my mom is. I yeah, can't see my mom uh, pickpocketing anybody. No, yeah, it's not that she's like 87, you know, be like, all right, well, this crazy old lady thinks that she can just get away with it because you know she's old what's bad about this is hot women could completely get away with it totally forever they wouldn't even have to pretend and be like oh are you you know did we go to school together they could just go up and go hey can i hug you yeah also hot women could just go up to a guy and go Give me your wallet. <laughs> I would like your credit card now. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it back. Just give it to I had a contest with my friend. Can I see your credit card? <laughs> sure. And um, wait, what are the last three digits? Because my birthday is May 26. Is it 526? Oh, no, it's 990. <laughs> we okay. were having a conversation of what our social who had the best social security number. <laughs> <laughs> what the, can you uh, go into some detail about your mom's maiden name real quick? Uh, yeah, that 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 is definitely true. Like, if this story was twenty three year old girl, I would be like, well, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, this this makes perfect Hooter, sense. The Hooters burglar, <laughs> the Hooters bandit. I mean, this makes perfect sense. Just like girl in bikini, three blocks from a beach. You know, like yeah, that, that would be. Uh, Maybe this is happening. Maybe yeah. that's why Twin Peaks is no longer at the. <laughs> It was a uh, Clearview Mall. <laughs> it was a theft ring <laughs> inside those ice chalices of beer. Uh, oh, man. What a joke. Uh, that'll wrap us up for this week's show. Thank you, everyone. Please like, rate, subscribe. We mean it. Review us. Rate us. Send it to your friends. Tell everybody you know. Shout it from the rooftops that you listen to Polk and Kush. Of course, email us, polkandkush at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We will be back very next next week right here on this very channel. We love you all. See ya!